You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Uh, welcome to episode 14 of Garibaldi Red, the Nottingham Forest podcast from Nottinghamshire Live, where we are joined once again by Sarah Clapson back after her long furlough for, uh, break from the podcast. And a special guest, Robin Chipperfield, live from, uh, I can't tell where you are, Chippers, There's that picture behind my house. Can you see? Yes, live from Australia. Just, just a reminder of where I am, yeah. I Welcome. didn't realise that was in the way. Shall I sit there? There we are, yeah. Good to chat. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Um, you managed to, obviously you're on the other side of the world, but you managed to watch Forest 3, Huddersfield 1, I take it? I did, yeah. Um, the games that are kind of midday, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, are um, a bit of a bonus over here. So anything um, before 3 o'clock that kicks off... Um, I used to get really annoyed if, if games kicked off too early and they got shifted around for TV, but I'm quite happy now on the other side of the world if they get moved forward a few hours. So, um, yeah, it's a good week with the, the Huddersfield game um, being kicked off a bit early and obviously Derby next week will kick off a bit early. So um, the biggest problem for me will be Bristol City, which is at about three o'clock in the morning, I think. So <laughs> I'm not convinced I should be getting up for that one, but there we are. Sarah, you were a bit closer to the action than Chippers on the other side of the world. What was it like? Uh, obviously, you'd done the Wednesday game with no crowd, but a city ground game, no crowd, kind of a Weird. lot of pressure on Forest. Um, they needed to win, but they, mm. they got the job done quite comprehensively in the end. Yeah, they did. It was quite a yeah. It was quite comfortable in the end. Um, first half they weren't great, but they definitely got better. Um, when you've got Lewis Graben up front and he scores goals like that, then you've always got a chance of getting the win. Um, and he, he took his goals brilliantly. They were really, really good goals. Um, definitely needed that win. I think you wouldn't have wanted to go into the the Bristol City and then the Derby game without it. Um, but it sets it up nicely now, and I think. They look very much on course. I've got to touch wood and don't want to jinx it, but for that top six finish now, there's a bit of breathing space, whereas before you'd kind of seen the teams below them creeping up a little bit and the gap was starting to to get a bit smaller and you thought, oh, they're going to look, have to look over their shoulders. But um, I think that there's just that little bit of, of room now um, and hopefully they can go on and get some results this week. When I looked at the fixtures, even though Huddersfield are down the bottom the way that Cowley's teams play and kind of, you know, the, the fight that you expected from Huddersfield, I thought it would be a lot more difficult, and especially with Derby winning as well and teams closing. Were you a bit surprised, Chippers, that Forrest won so comfortably? Yeah, I, I thought they won it. Uh, I thought they were about 70% on Sunday and I always felt they were going to win the game. I felt they were in charge. I didn't think Huddersfield had much to offer, really. Um, I don't think they had much up front until um, they moved Grant inside in the second half and that seemed to make a difference in the last 15 minutes they caused a problem or two but I always felt Forrest were kind of in third gear really and and, and pretty comfortable uh, throughout uh, I think that as well should probably have had a penalty having said all of that but if you look at the chances that Forrest had and the the kind of opportunities to create chances uh, probably 10 I would say um, decent if not chances moments where they got into the final third and the final ball let them down or that that kind of thing I just lacked a bit of fluidity and I think still a bit of rustiness in there was, was my view of, of what I saw um, but you know fair play to them they've won it in third gear pretty comfortably in the end so um, 
yeah, quite encouraging. And it's interesting, actually, that Sarah's talking about you know, they're ensconced in a, a playoff place and they've got a bit of a cushion now. I just I, I just wouldn't rule out looking up rather than looking Do down. I noticed Ryan Yates said something similar. Yeah, I just, yeah. well, let's, 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 Forest beat Bristol City on, in midweek on Wednesday um, and West Brom who've picked up uh, one point out of six since the, the restart. Mm. Um, just, you know, they were away at Sheffield Wednesday midweek. Not, a, not an easy place to go at the moment given Wednesday's form. So, I mean, if, I think we'll know a lot more after Wednesday actually because if that gap closed to four points or, um, or maybe five on on Wednesday night, I think the picture would look a lot different. And it's not it's not been beyond the realms of possibility that Forest beat Bristol City and West Brom don't win at Sheffield Wednesday. So mm. I, I just think if, if West Brom weren't to win on Wednesday, at Wednesday, then I think there'd be an awful lot of pressure on them and there'd be a lot of focus on them as, as maybe choking at, at the key time of the season. Now, they might go to Sheffield Wednesday and win 3-0. Um, Forest draw at home to Bristol City or whatever and, you know, then it's all over because it, it is right on a knife edge as far as that's concerned. But I, I wouldn't quite rule it out yet, no. Mm. As, as we go through the game, I mean, uh, Forrest should have gone ahead really when Amiobi hit the post. Um, yeah. He was excellent, but mm. he kind of he lacks goals in his games, which is perhaps why he's at the level he's at and not kicked on a bit more. But he signed that new contract uh, last week, wasn't it? So what did you make of his performance, Sarah? I thought it was his, probably his best one in a forest shirt. I thought he was brilliant. He was at the heart of pretty much everything that they did going forward. Um, and he made that um, that save right at the other end as well, where he kind of cleared off his own line. So it was kind of at hmm. both ends of the pitch where he, he was crucial. Um, played a lovely pass for Graben for his second goal. Had a couple of attempts himself. Um, he just looked really like He looked really up for it. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it was one of his best games in a forest shirt. Should he score more than he does? Yeah, I think you could probably say that's the one area of his game that he needs to improve on. Um, but he'll always have a go. That's the thing about him. He's not afraid of having a shot or, or trying something out, um, even if it doesn't come off. And I think sometimes that's just what you need. You need somebody to, to have that impetus and that, that willingness to try and force the opposition. And even if it, it turns up that it isn't him scoring and it's someone like Graben or Lolly, then he's, he's trying to make things happen. He's trying to put them on the back foot and cause problems. And that's what he did on Sunday. Forrest took the lead just before half-time, always a you know, stereotypically good time to score. Joe Worrell with the assist. I'm not sure it's quite Trent Alexander-Arnold as he tweeted. It wasn't that. It was a good ball, but... I just feel I'll be disappointed with it. But Graben gets another goal. He's closing on that 20-goal mark. What What do you make of Graben's season, Chippers? I mean, he's obviously crucial. Can Forrest go up if he does, without him if anything goes wrong? No, but we've been saying that all season, haven't we? That, you know, what happens if something happens to Graben? And, and it hasn't. <laughs> Thank, I'm touching wood while I'm saying all that. But it hasn't yet. Um, and hopefully it doesn't. Um, and he's always... He, I remember speaking to him, when would it have been? Probably before Christmas about people saying, well, what happens if something happens to you if you get injured? And he said, well, why do people worry about that? Why do people think about that? And he's not, he's not a player that gets injured a lot. If you look mm. at his career, he's, he's never had long spells out. He had a problem, obviously, was it last season at, at Forest towards the end of the season when, when he, he struggled fitness-wise. Um, but generally, he's not a player that misses a lot of games. So... Um, 
they've got to keep him fit. I think they, they have one or two options, but nothing is. The thing is, when he went through yesterday, early in the second half, you, you looked at it, and from the moment Amiobi put the ball through, you just knew he was going to score. And, you know, what other player is there in a Forest shirt? You know, and you look around the championship elsewhere as well. What other player is there that you are absolutely 99% certain that they're going to score when they go through? And and from the moment Amiobi put it through yesterday, you were just convinced that it was 2-0 and effectively game over. Howley must have been fuming at that defending. That starts the second half. Mm. It wasn't a great offside trap, was it, to be fair? <laughs> no, no. No, I, I didn't think they had a lot about them. I thought, I thought they worked quite hard, Huddersfield, yesterday. Um, and it wasn't as though they were um, putting a white flag up or anything like that. I thought they, they, they worked and they tried and they did what they could. But it didn't feel like they had a lot of cutting edge or, you know, the final ball. or Consider the corners they had. And what was it, 11 or 12, so all no better than, mm. than me perhaps keeping count. But I think I, think I counted... One where a Forest player didn't get his head to the ball ahead of a Huddersfield player, um, and that that's their strength. Set pieces Huddersfield, and that Forest defended it brilliantly. I think there was just one, which maybe in the last fifteen twenty minutes of the second half, um, I can't remember who it was, got their head to it. But um, other than that, I thought Forest cleared everything pretty well. What's the Costa like? I, I I've only seen the highlights. I had family over for practically the first time in months, so I didn't see all of it. Um, is, is he a viable option as some kind of cover, or are you still looking at Walker as the, the second striking option? I don't think De Costa is the kind of clinical striker that Graben is. I think he offers different things. He was quick and he was lively and he was bright, and we still haven't seen a great deal of him, really, because he's just made these couple of substitute appearances since the restart. Um I think coming off the bench, bringing some fresh legs and a bit of energy when <clears throat> teams are tiring, I think that's a good option. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure you'd rely on him to the extent that you do for grabbing, um, to grab him for goals. I think he, he brings something different. Um, Walker's a, another option. Um, again, not quite in the same sense as grabbing, but he offers something a bit different as well. I think they are very reliant on grabbing in terms of having a main striker though and but but like Chipper says that's something that they've been saying all season and they are where they are so it's it's got them this far. Yates got the third goal what's your impression of him Chippers as a lad because you you all have interviewed him and Notts and Forrest he's sort of won over the Forest fans and sort of haven't in a sense do you think uh, chipping in with the odd goal that's not going to hurt him at all is it long term? Well it isn't and I was just thinking as Sarah was talking about um De Costa, um, you know, so many players are written off mm. by supporters so early. And Yates is obviously the, the latest example to get a bit of a social media battering. Um, Dear Carby has, uh, De Costa has. And you just look back a little, you know, it's recent history. Look at Ben Watson, look at Daddy Fox two mm. or three years ago. Players who have been completely written off by by supporters. Sometimes it just takes players a while to settle in and and get used to it. And I appreciate that Ryan Yates has played a a fair number of games now. Um, But I always think he seems to get more stick than than he's deserved. Um, And and others do as well. And, you know, some players just take time to settle and get used to the way of playing. Um, I I just wish people would be a bit more patient 
maybe it's a social media thing and, and generally people are but you look at it on social media and you know if somebody misplaces a pass it's like it's carnage and maybe because i'm not working now and i'm, I'm sitting at home watching the game i notice it much more than i, than I ever did but you know it just um it just seems the knives are knives are there poised before the game is kicked off. Do you have a different perspective on games now? Oh, sorry, Sarah Twin. Do you have a different perspective on games now, not being pitch side to watching it at home? Is it a different experience? It's a better view. <laughs> it's a much better view uh, than it was pitch side because um, you're so low down that mm. it's it's difficult to see the kind of not the pattern of the game, but it's difficult to everything is compressed. Um, so it's it's a much better view. It's it's much more relaxing to watch the game as well, and you take in a bit more. And um, but yeah, and it's interesting. I, I suppose for the derby game next week, it'll be a bit bit more stressful. But I never got stressed last night watching it um, at half past eleven at night. It was it was it was all right, and and I never doubted that Forest would would win the game. Um, but maybe for the derby game or. a I don't know, a playoff semi-final, it might be a bit more tense, but um, it didn't It didn't feel tense to me last night. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Huddersfield then go down to 10 men for what I think we can say was a pretty uh, nailed-on <laughs> card. <laughs> I don't yes. know, put it down to frustration, <laughs> but I think that was pretty, yeah, a pretty stupid thing. No disputing that, Sarah? I don't think so, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could get away with that one. <laughs> The penalty looked a bit softer. Well, I suppose yeah. if it happened in the, at the other end of the pitch and it was grabbing going down, you, you'd want it, wouldn't you? I thought the penalty was harsh. I thought it was really harsh. Um, but, yeah, I think they perhaps should have had one in the first half with um, Ben Watson's challenge. Yeah. I think they were a little bit, Forrest were a little bit fortunate to get away with that one. Um, yeah, the second one, I, I didn't think it was a penalty. Um, Brennan Johnson watched because he, he started again. He didn't last the, the 90 minutes or close to it. Have you seen much of him, Chippers, in the 23s? I've seen him in the 23s and thought he looked... Yeah, top. not a lot. I wouldn't not have had. I wouldn't have picked him out ahead of one or two of the others, but he's obviously an intelligent player. Well, what mm. have you made of him so far? Well, difficult to see on, on that basis. I, I didn't see this Sheffield Wednesday game because that was at ridiculous o'clock in the morning. Um, uh it, it, it kind of struggled to get into the game, I thought, um, against uh, against Huddersfield. But everybody you speak to kind of behind the scenes, and this is when I was there, what, I don't know if I've been away, three months or so, mm. were very kind of talking very highly about Brennan Johnson going forward. And, he, you know, he's another one. You, I haven't seen any criticism, so there may not have been any, but you can imagine the criticism of him in the first half. But he's a youngster coming through. And there were games he'll have where he'll... Excel and he'll be really good and impose himself on the game. And there are others, there'll be other games like yesterday where he struggled to impose himself. But because he's a young player in the early stages of his career, he gets written off. And I think that's the same for a lot of young players. They play three, four, five games. And if they have a couple of average games in the middle of that, they get written off very easily as, as though they are not good enough. And I think it's so important that, that people give players, particularly young players, time to to find their feet in the in the game and um, and prove whether they can make it or not. Because, you know, it might be in three years' time we say that he, he isn't good enough or he is good enough and he's gone to the Premier League for twenty-five million pounds or whatever. But you won't know unless you, unless you give them time. And maybe that's the benefit of 
these behind closed doors games that you know the the noise isn't there the groaning isn't there um which gives players a bit more freedom to to express themselves when you play that number 10 role that he does as well like you say you can't flit in and out of a game in that role can't you you're not going to dominate yeah every single game so you, patience is even more important with a young lad playing as a 10. I didn't think the, the game necessarily suited him yesterday or suited a number 10 mm. generally because of the way the game panned out um and it was interesting Lamushi made that that change at half time which was almost as if to say well it's not quite worked out how I thought it would we're leading by a goal to nil we just need to tweak it a bit and I thought Forrest midfield in the second half were were very much better than, than Huddersfield and, and kept Huddersfield pretty much at arm's length. What's the latest with Sam Bissau, Sarah? It's always it's been a case of one more week, one more week for quite a while. With yeah, him. I think he's, it's his knee, isn't it? Um, I mean, it's just a problem that he's had for a while. Um, I guess maybe it's not quite settled down in the way that they'd hoped. Um, Lamucci said that he was available for, for Sunday, he just decided not to pick him. Whether it, that's kind of him saving Sal for games against Bristol City and Derby or whether he needed a bit more rest, it, it's difficult to say, isn't it? Um, he's really missed, though. I think you, you notice, as much as Forrest did well and they, they've done all right in his absence, I think you you notice when he's there because he's he's a he's a really good player. It's just, it's just his knee. It's just been a problem um, for much of the season, unfortunately. We can all be managers, chippers, but would you throw Sow in against Derby after not playing for so long when players are back up to speed now? Or Bristol City? Uh, it, it just... If it's right that they're effectively saving him for, for either Bristol City or Derby, then fine. Hmm. I just... I'd worry about taking a bit of a risk, particularly in a Derby game with a, with hmm. a player. Um particularly if, if he were to suffer a problem in, say, the Derby game. I mean, the way the way it looks, he would then struggle to get back for the rest of the season, including potentially the playoffs as well. Mm. Um, it's impossible to answer. Lamushi knows his, his squad, and, and sometimes you just have to hold your hands up and say, well, he'll do the best, what he thinks is the best thing for his squad. And if that Samba So plays against Bristol City, great. If it's Derby fine if it's the game after Fulham the game after that whatever um, you know if if he's fit enough to play Lamushi's going to play him isn't he I think that's Sarah what we've seen in, mm. the, in the season so far he's, Lamushi's not going to leave him out no. if he thinks he's going to make a difference No equally like you say you don't want to take a risk though because he, he can be no. so important when you're coming up to the end of the season and I don't know maybe you get to the last few games and there's so much riding on them you'd rather Samba Sal be fit for those games then throw him in against Bristol City and Derby when, yes, it's important, but, you know, when you get to the, the real crunch games at the end of the season, I think that's probably where you'd rather have him. Mm. When you at... wonder whether, given the injuries as well that he's sustained, whether playing two games in four days mm. is a problem. Mm. Um, and if it is, then I think we'll know Wednesday. If he plays against Bristol City, then maybe he can't play two games in, in four days. Um, but if he's not involved against Bristol City, then potentially, I suppose, we then look to Derby. Does beating Bristol City on Wednesday knock Bristol City out of it? Because they're 12th on 55 points. Forest are eight points. Well, I would say Forest need eight more points to make the playoffs. 
Chippers is looking a bit more ambitiously than that. But if they beat Bristol City, is that their mindset, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, if they're not out of it already. Bristol City are a really odd side. They seem to go on these runs of winning six in a row and you think, blimey, they're going to get automatic promotion. And then they lose the next seven and you think, well, they'll do well to stay up from here. Um, They're they're just... And Lee Johnson, if memory serves, he's always been like that. He had that run at Barnsley, I think, where... They mm. lost nine in a row, and then oh, I can't remember the exact stats. They came back and they won the next eight or something, something stupid, crazy. Um, and he's always done something similar. So um, I, I, I can't see I can't see Bristol City finishing in the top six. Whatever, whatever happens on, on Wednesday night, Lee they are well, keeping his job I, by finishing seventh every year at the moment, isn't he? Well, I was. You say they're there or thereabouts. I think they're always thereabouts. I don't yeah. think they're ever quite there. Um, they always find a way somehow to to miss out, and um, from my way of thinking, it looks like they're doing the, the same thing again. I just don't think they're as good as the sides in the top six at the moment, and probably one or two just outside. Do you see Forest making particular changes, Sarah, with the derby game coming up? Games that can fast Watson. I don't know if he's a hundred percent or not. Do you think Lamucci has to make a couple of changes? I think, yeah, you're going to get to this stage now where the games are like every three or four days where he's going to have to start dipping into his squad a bit more. Um, I thought Watson looked like he struggled a little bit um, on Sunday. He did all right. He seemed to kind of run it off a little bit and got better as the game went on, but maybe not quite 100%. So I wouldn't be surprised maybe if he gets a rest um, against Bristol City. It's difficult, isn't it, where, where you change it? That, um, I mean, he's got options. It's kind of finding the right players and the right balance. You don't want to make... I mean, he's, he's done it before. Chippers will, will well remember, make wholesale changes and yeah. it doesn't quite it doesn't quite come off. So you no. have to... It's I think really it'd be hard inter- to get right. interesting. interesting to see. I mean, it doesn't change the back four very often. No. Anymore. And obviously the goalkeeper doesn't change. So that just leaves the six players ahead of that. Does Grabham play against Bristol City? I think he's got to, hasn't he? Mm, I think so. I think yeah. he has to, doesn't he? Until you're in the top six, I think you have to keep playing Graben. Mm. You yeah. don't want to you don't want to have a slip. I mean, like if they'd lost that Bristol City game Bristol City, Huddersfield game, sorry, with teams catching up, then the picture can change very fast, just like you were saying, Chippers about, you know, the West Brom result this week. So I think you have to keep yeah. playing Graben, to be fair. And then Lolly, Amiobi, do both of those play again? Or do you make changes there just to Costa maybe start? Uh, Dear Carby, of course, available. Um, fascinating to see what he does on on Wednesday night because, you know, if it if it wasn't Derby at the weekend and it was, say, Sheffield Wednesday at the weekend, mm. then you'd probably go all out on Wednesday. Be tempted to name the same team again, mm. but because it's Derby on at the weekend, do you do something slightly different, or do you try and get the points in the bag? as soon as he possibly can. Fascinating to see what his team is Wednesday mm. night. It was interesting. He mentioned, um, asked him about Sal uh, on, on Sunday and he mentioned, oh, well, well he, he might be available, but Alfa Samedo might be available as well. And, and that to me seems like it's a, a pretty a strong suggestion that Samedo will be involved at, at some point um, mm. as a different option. I, I'd be surprised if, although he says that Sal was available for Sunday, I'd, be, I'd still be surprised if he starts... Um, against Bristol City. I think he might well be on the bench yeah. and get a few minutes, but I, I don't think I would throw him 
in from the with start. With the intention of starting against Derby, potentially. Yeah, I think so. I think you, you'd probably give him a few minutes, see how he does. And then you've got the Derby game in reserve if he's fit and ready for, for that. What's your take on the Adoma situation, Sarah? I imagine he wants to stay there because if he comes back, I don't think he could play for Forrest. But if I was Forrest, then I'd bring him back straight away just to stick it to Cardiff. Yeah, well, yeah, take somebody off one of your your rivals, isn't it? I think Forrest are well within their rights. I mean, by all accounts, he's done really well for Cardiff. He's been quite key for them. So if you've got a, a promotion rival that's got one of your players that's doing really well, you're well within your rights to say, well, we'll have him back, thanks. Even if you don't use him? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Although it would, yeah. would I mean, play up a lot. If Adoma was around the squad at the moment, the Forest squad, would he be in contention to play against Bristol City on Wednesday? He probably would. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think he would. I think he would. I mean, obviously, Lolly's in good form and, you know, Amiobi, but I think he'd be in and around it. Mighton's a bit of a unknown quantity still, and Diakabi's still settling in. Um, so, <laughs> I, I, actually, I mean, I saw Diakabi at Middlesbrough and he was absolutely awful, bloody awful. But I'd sort of be tempted to maybe give him some games, uh, you know, maybe this Bristol City game. I'm contradicting myself with what I said about grabbing, but if Diakabi's going to do anything for Forrest, he needs to get some confidence and some minutes under his belt. So, in a sense, he might have to play a player like that and take a bit of a gamble. But then I'm contradicting what I said about grabbing, so that's good. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd play grab on Wednesday. Yeah, true. Yeah, uh, what are you predict- Thursday and Friday if I could. Jeff's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your prediction for Bristol City. Um, not really thought about it too much yet, but I would, I'd be very confident of a home win again. Um, I will go two 0 Forest. Sarah. I'm less confident for whatever reason. I just think since uh, Sunday aside, since the restart, most games everywhere have been really tight and really close. And there's so many away wins now. Forrest kind of booked that trend against Huddersfield. Um, Mm. It does make you a little bit wary. But if Forrest play well and they play like they know they can and they they get chances to grab in and you've got players like Lolly and Amiobi at their best, then absolutely they can beat Bristol City. Um, Oh, yeah, I, I'm tempted to say a draw, but I'll, I'll be confident and go 1 0 for Forest. <laughs> I think they'll win. I'm much more confident about this game than I was about the Huddersfield game with the way Cowley plays. So I'm confident Forest to yeah. win this one. Um, people will be interested to know how you're getting on, Chippers, since you left. When did you leave? Three months ago, was it? March the uh, 18th, I flew out. Yeah. Oh, you got out just before yeah. lockdown. That was lucky. Just before, yeah. And just before it hit over here as well, which was very fortunate, yeah. Got so very got, lucky at both ends. You're living in Sydney now. I mean, just tell mm. our listeners, uh, they'll be interested to know how you're getting on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, very good. Yeah, it settled in really well. Thank you. Um, beautiful city. Fantastic place to live. Um, settled in. Got a place to live. Um been writing the blog uh, whilst Play looking for, for work. Uh, sorry, I haven't missed that. Play golf today. Play golf today. Play golf today. It's a slightly uh, red face. Um, uh, but yeah, played golf badly today. So yeah, no, loving life. Uh, loving life. It's been uh, it's been excellent so far. Do you miss uh, well, Miss England, Miss Forest? Miss that? You know, you had a pretty sweet job in a sense, but uh, you know, uh, everyone moves on in the end from from something. Do you miss it at all? 
you miss them. I, I miss the match days. The, but where I got lucky in a sense is that there weren't any um, for the first two or three months when I came out. Um, so it kind of felt like UK summer in the sense that there weren't games to keep across um, and, and to watch. Um, it's interesting. I, I was in the UK for a couple of games, but I'd left Radio Nottingham. Mm. Um if you see what I mean, before I came out and I, I, I watched them, but I wasn't, it, it, it didn't feel odd not being there, um, which maybe confirms I made the right decision and I was um, ready to go kind of thing. But um, it, it didn't, it's not felt odd not being there. It's not as though I, I felt, oh, I should be there. I must be there. I'm missing out. I've not felt that yet. That may change in six months, a year's time, who knows? But um, at the moment, it, it it doesn't feel that I'm enjoying watching it from afar. Um, and in a sense, having no responsibility for, for anything to do with it. <laughs> That's quite a nice, a, quite a nice feeling after 20 odd years. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been good so far, but, um, I miss seeing people, um, mm. and, you know, working in, in the industry, if you like, and working closely with football clubs, but, um, there's not been a, there's not been too many moments where I thought I'm desperate to go back and do that. That's not happened yet. So um, we'll see if that changes. What are you going to do over there? Because without getting into a media insider podcast, the Australian media has mm. been a bit decimated. What's what, do you know? What you're it has, it's not been, it has not been a good three months um, in terms of picking times to come here. Um, uh, journalists are, are losing their jobs, sports journalists and news journalists left, right and center over here at the moment. Um, which I think is very sad. Um, so uh, I don't know. It might be something completely different. Who who knows what will happen? I've not seriously looked for anything uh, work-wise yet. Um, I'll probably look in the next month or two a bit more seriously. But um, maybe sport, maybe something else. Who knows? Who knows? You've got your blog, which is going well. There's some good, some good tales in there. Uh, how, just tell people. Well, you can you can plug it, but tell people what made you want to do it and how to find it. Um, thank you um, for the uh, ability to plug. It's uh, sportchippers.com. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And that's taken some getting used to as well. <laughs> um, I, I have to realise that I can be a bit more commercial than I was. As you, If you follow my Twitter feed, you'll have noticed. Um, <laughs> uh, it, basically, time, really. Um, Australia's um, lockdown was not as severe as the UK's, but there were still cafes and restaurants and things that were closed and um, playing golf was okay, but there were there were some restrictions in terms of the numbers you could play with and that sort of thing. So um, there wasn't the ability to go out and do things as much as as I wanted to. Um, so I'd got hours on my hand, and and I thought, well, let's give it a go. Um, I had some help from family to to set it up because that's not my kind of thing really. Um, so they did a brilliant job, and that's why hopefully it looks as as good as it does. Uh, nothing to do with me that. Um, I just write the words and, um, you know, it's it's fascinating actually because when I started it, I thought there's, I've got some stories and I'll, I'll write about those. But as you write, as I'm writing the stories, other stories come to mind that I'd not thought about for 10 years or whatever. So I've got, there's a book in front of me actually with a list of kind of notes of other bits and pieces that come to mind. And while I'm writing one blog, something else will happen. So I have to make a note, otherwise I'll forget. It's amazing what 
you can't have the memories kind of triggered by looking back at certain events and um and you think of other stories and other tales so there's there's, there's plenty to come and there, there are certain managers i've not mentioned yet and um uh uh, and I'm sure I will over the next <laughs> few weeks. So uh, let's see how that pans out. What was the website address again? I talked over you before. What was it? Did you? How rude. Uh, it's <laughs> www.sportchippers.com. I gave you a chance to say it again. That's really going well. You forward. did. Very good, man. Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Sarah, I'm sorry. I made you sit there and listen to Chipper's talk for about five minutes, which was a bit rude. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully people... Should be waiting a turn. (laughs) (laughs) While the old boy just waffles on. (laughs) If you enjoyed uh, having Chippers on and enjoyed the podcast in general, do give us a like and a subscribe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, uh, anywhere else you can get a podcast. Uh, It does make a big difference and we're really grateful. And I do check what people put. So four and five stars would be good. Uh, thank you for joining us and we should be back on Thursday hopefully looking back on the Bristol City podcast and we wish you well chippers and hope things carry on going so well for you in Australia thanks guys good to catch up good luck chippers thank you thanks Thanks, Sarah cheers thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red a Nottingham Forest podcast if you enjoyed today's episode then please let us know we love hearing your feedback we'll be back soon with another episode thanks for listening (laughs) 